are we on the brink of the rapture? Could it happen this fall? The feast seasons start today, the day that this podcast is being released. And I believe that this could very well be the time of the year where Jesus returns and we go to heaven to be with him. We're going to discuss this and so much more in today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Faith Talk Podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the Word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me today on the Faith Talk Podcast. What a privilege it is to be with you. And I am coming to you today with a few things that I know are going to interest you. First of all, I want to talk to you about the feast seasons, the fall feast season that we are entering into. I'm releasing this podcast a day early, so it'll fall on a Monday, the beginning of the fall feast season. Now, there are three feast seasons of the Lord as recorded in Scripture. The first feast season is in the spring, and that includes Passover, that includes unleavened bread, and that includes first fruits. And then the second feast season is the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Pentecost. And then the third feast season is in the fall of the year, and that that is called the Tabernacles season. It includes trumpets, it includes the Day of Atonement, and it includes tabernacles. Now, I don't have time to break all of it down uh, completely today. I want to get to some certain points, but I wanted to tell you that the, the spring feast season, which includes uh, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits, is the feast season that Jesus was crucified, buried, and resurrected in. And it was down to the day he was crucified on Passover, buried during unleavened bread, and rose again on first fruits. And we all know that the feast of Pentecost was fulfilled when the Holy Spirit of God fell on those 120 gathered in the upper room. Let me tell you, the feast seasons are incredible to study. They are incredible to know about. So we've seen the spring feast season and Pentecost fulfilled by the Lord. He, he was crucified, buried, resurrected during the Passover season. He sent the Holy Spirit during Pentecost, and now we are waiting on the uh, the modern fulfillment of the Tabernacles feast season, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, so we're we're excited because we believe that Jesus could come back at any minute, at any time. Any day during the year, he could come back. The, the Bible clearly tells us that no one knows except for the Father. But there is some indication because Jesus fulfilled the feasts in order and because he, uh, because he came and he fulfilled them in, in chronological order, Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, Pentecost, that the next feast that would be in that natural progression in that natural order is the feast of trumpets and trumpets begins this year on monday september 6th the day that this podcast is being released in hebrew it is called rosh hashanah 
and it is uh, marked and signified by the blowing of shofars, by the blowing of trumpets. So uh, we all know that when Jesus returns, it's going to be uh, a trumpet blast. The Bible tells us that there's going to be the sound of a trumpet, and then we will rise to meet the Lord in the air. And so that's one of the indicators that that we believe uh, tells us that this is very possible, that trumpets is the time of the year where Jesus will return. Now, there are other indicators, uh, different people, different scholars saying that there could be other feasts, other, other times of the year where he could return. Absolutely. He could return at his will at any point in time. But this just looks like uh, looks like the natural progression of things that he may return during trumpets. So I'm excited today as this podcast is being released because I, uh, I'm looking for the Lord. I'm looking for the Lord to return in the air. And I know that, uh, that he has planned for us, that he is going to come get us. And as we see the world rock and reel, as we see things go worse in the world, you know, we have that hope, that blessed hope that he is coming for his children and he's going to rescue us and take us out of here. Um, but I wanted to talk to you today uh, from the book of Jonah. And surprisingly, somebody said, well, why are we talking about Jonah during this uh, this feast season? Why are we talking about Jonah during this time of the year? Well, there are uh, there's a tradition in the synagogues that they read the book of Jonah leading up to the day of atonement. Now, the day of atonement was the day, the one time a year where the priest could enter into the, uh, the Holy of Holies and sprinkle blood on the Ark of the Covenant that would atone for the sins of all the people of Israel for that entire year. That was one day a year. The priest was allowed to go in before the presence of God. And now we can get into the presence of God at any time, anywhere, and he has afforded us that. That was purchased at the cross for us, that we could be in his presence. Uh, but the book of Jonah is read from the Torah during this season, and it's important to know that there are 40 days leading up to the Day of Atonement that the Jewish people called Teshuvah. It is a time of repentance. It is a time of turning back to God. It is a time where their hearts become focused on God, where their minds become focused on God, where they pray more, where they fast, where they read more, um, where they, they just spend time seeking the face of the Lord. And uh, it is a time of the year, I believe, where we should all be doing the same. You know, we as New Covenant believers, as believers in Jesus Christ, do not uh, participate in the feast seasons. And by the way, they're not just Jewish feasts. I've said this before on the podcast. They are God's feasts. God said, these are my feast seasons and you will keep them for all generations. So it is not a bad thing for believers in Jesus Christ to commemorate these feast seasons somehow to take some time and reflect and thank the Lord and spend some extra time in his presence. I'm telling you, it is worth it during the feast seasons to do that. But we are in this season called Teshuvah, where the Hebrew people turn toward God, and they do it for 40 days leading up to the Day of Atonement. And they intensify it from trumpets to the Day of Atonement. 
And Trumpets this year is, as I said, begins on September 6th. And the Day of Atonement is uh, going to fall on September the 15th. That is Wednesday, September the 15th, and go to Thursday, September the 16th. So the 10 days between the day of the Feast of Trumpets and between the Day of Atonement, they are extra, extra consecrated, extra sanctified, uh, seeking the Lord, spending time with Him, focusing on Him. And um, for the 40 days leading up to the Day of Atonement, they're doing that anyway, but they just intensify it during the last 10 days. But this 40-day period is an interesting thing because there are 40, 40 is the number in the scripture of, um, of judgment and of consecration. 40 in scripture is the number of, uh, of seeking God and turning, repenting. 40 is the number of repentance in the Bible. Um, so we see Nineveh, just as I'll read here in, in just a moment, spending 40 days in repentance, spending 40 days in turning to God. And I'm not going to read you the whole story of Jonah, not going to read you about the whale, the fish, or anything like that. I want to focus solely on the word of God going to Jonah and then Jonah going with the word of God to the people of Nineveh because I believe that it is applicable to our time um, that we are in right now. Um, but 40 was also the number of years that the Hebrew people wandered in the desert uh, and before they ever reached the promised land. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, um, and then Noah on the ark, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. So 40 is the number we see repeated in scripture associated with judgment or associated with consecration, associated with, uh, with setting time aside for God. And we are smack dab uh, in, the, in the middle of that 40 days right now. It's coming toward the end of the 40 days. By the time this podcast airs, we'll be 30 days into the 40 days. So this is an important time of the year to turn toward God, to focus on him, and uh, to rely on, on the Lord for our strength, for our protection, uh, to call on the Lord for forgiveness. Repentance is absolutely huge, and we should be repenting for sins this time of the year, personal, national, um, in any capacity that you can think of to repent. We need to repent of our sins during this time of the year. Um, I'm going to read to you from Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord, starting at verse 1, came to Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So Jonah was given a word, go to Nineveh and cry out against it. Now we all know the story of Jonah and the great fish, uh, how he got on the, the boat, ran from God. Um, and, and was going to Tarshish, um, but was thrown overboard and the fish ate him and God commanded the fish to, uh, vomit Jonah up after Jonah repented. And after Jonah basically, uh, had been through a terrible situation, a terrible ordeal. But, uh, I want to read to you what happened when Jonah finally went to Nineveh. The Bible says this, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, 
that great city and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now notice there was no promise from Jonah that if Nineveh would repent, that they would uh, receive any sort of grace, that they would receive any sort of forgiveness from God. And Jonah just said, listen, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself in sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not eat or drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way, from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Then God saw their works and that they'd turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster that he said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. Now, God had said here that he was going to judge Nineveh. The people said, who knows? The king said, who knows? Maybe if we repent, maybe if we turn from our ways, God will be forgiving. God will be full of grace and mercy, and he will uh, forgive us. He will send his mercy to us, and he won't overthrow us like he said he would. And this is an intense passage of scripture where everybody Even the animals, even the livestock fasted. They didn't let them eat. They didn't feed them. They didn't give them water. The people dressed in sackcloth. They dressed in burlap. They dressed in in all sorts of uh, drabby clothing that, that was uncomfortable. And they sat in ashes and they mourned and they wept for their sin. And I believe that as the United States of America and as the world, we are at a point where this needs to happen and it doesn't it's not going to happen out in the streets it's not going to happen in the halls of congress it's not going to happen in our uh elite politicians lives or circles it's not going to happen there where it's going to happen is not in hollywood it's not in the entertainment industry where it's going to have to happen is in the church it's going to have to happen in the church it's going to have to happen in christians homes and in christians lives and i'm not saying that you have to dress in in terrible clothes and and make a pile of ashes and sit in it but what i am saying is that god is calling us i believe to return to him to repent because Christians have let things in. Christians have let certain uh, certain things in their lives and they are distracted. They're being pulled away from God. They're, uh, they're relying on entertainment. They're relying on sports. They're relying on all sorts of things. To, and it's pulling them away from God. They're distracted by so many things, but they don't have time to read their Bible or go to church. They don't have time to do uh, the things of the Lord, but they are doing all these other things. And if we get to that point, we uh, we don't have to even go out and co- commit some sort of grievous sin. We are in distracted complacency. And when we are in that, that state, 
the devil doesn't have to get us to do anything because we're not following the Lord with all of our heart either. So we've got to uh, figure out, we've got to do some examination within ourselves and say, is there something in my life? Is there something down on the inside of me that is distracting me, that is pulling me away? Or is there some sort of sin that I'm allowing to continue on in my life that I've not put a stop to, that I've not made preparations and ways to cut that sin off so that I don't participate in it? Is there something in my life that is keeping me from the Lord? This is a time of the year where I believe that as Christians, we are supposed to examine ourselves. We're supposed to uh, ask God for forgiveness. We're supposed to confess our sins before him. You should be repenting and confessing your sins every single day. But this time of year, especially all the more, it's time to get our focus back on the Lord and get our hearts back to the right place in the Lord as we go forward, because the people of Nineveh were told of their destruction. We haven't been told of our destruction here in the United States just as of yet, but there are a whole lot of things happening that kind of make you wonder. There are wildfires out west. There are hurricanes. There's political upheaval. There's such division in our country. There's so many things taking place right now that make me think, hey, the United States at any minute, if we had one big thing happen, we could crumble. We could really crumble. And so we need the Lord and we need to call on his name. And that requires a, a humbling, that requires repentance, that requires a turning to him from our evil ways. So we've got to do that as Christians in this time. And we see all these things happening. We see these uh, disasters taking place. We see these uh, things sort of coming together where it seems like, you know, even people who aren't saved are like, man, God sure must be mad or God must be trying to get our attention. You know, people out in the world are talking like this can't go on much longer like this. And I agree. I agree. And the people of Nineveh would have felt the same way. There were uh, some things going on in Nineveh at this time. According to historians, they've gone back into the the uh, old tablets uh, that were historical tablets that were written at the time, different things that, that took place. And um, there was a, a civil war getting ready to break out in Nineveh. They were on the verge of a civil war. There was upheaval, all sorts of political problems. Not only that, but they were in a plague. A plague had hit the area, and uh, they were dealing with all sorts of sickness. And then there was an eclipse that fell back in 763 BC that according to the tablets and NASA has gone back through the records and said, yes, this actually took place. This would have been at the same time frame that Jonah went to the city of Nineveh. So you see all these things converging and it kind of looks like what we're dealing with right now. Lots of political upheaval, lots of division. Some would say there's one side against the other all the time. And it seems like uh, seems like there could be some sort of a civil war of some sort. Um, there are signs in the heavens, just like that eclipse. We've had eclipses uh, that fell on the feast days uh, for years now. Hurricanes, floods, wildfires, a pandemic. Can you see how things are lining up with Nineveh here? And we need people like Jonah, to stand up and cry out against the land, cry out against what is going on. 
and I've seen some breakthroughs in some different areas, but I've seen some setbacks in some other areas. And so we need Christians who believe in the word of God, who believe that God is the almighty, who believe that he is the authority over all the earth to stand up and declare the word of God and tell the truth, whether it's on your social media, whether it's uh, when you see something going on out in public that shouldn't be, whether it's uh, to the halls of Congress to the White House, however you can get the word out and tell people to repent and turn from their wicked ways. Uh, We need to call our representatives. We need to do whatever we can do and say, listen, we have tried everything else. We've tried medicines. We've tried, uh, we've tried meetings. We've tried talking to doctors and scientists about the weather, about the pandemic. We've tried talking to all these educators. We've gone to great lengths to try to figure out how to better everything, and it's just not working. And so one thing we have not tried, one thing we have not done is to turn to the God of the universe and repent. One thing that we have not done is that, and I know churches have done it, I know people have done it, I know, but as a nation and as uh, as a, a government, the government has no interest in it, and we need some people in the government even to organize some sort of a prayer meeting, and it may not reach the top echelons of the government, the highest levels, but if somebody in the government will say, hey, we're having a prayer meeting here uh, on this day, and on the steps of the Capitol, and we want everybody who possibly can to come and join us, let me tell you, I think that we would see some things turn around and the tide change. Some people say, well, America's too far gone. Well, by this standard, Nineveh was too far gone too, but God had mercy on them. And I believe that as people of God right now in our hearts personally, we need to be repenting. We need to be turning to God, consecrating ourselves during this season leading up to the Day of Atonement. And I believe that we also need to let people know in Congress, let people know uh, in, in the White House, let people know in all areas, churches, churches need to repent. My goodness, for things that they've let in, all sorts of areas that we need to repent for. But I believe that as we do that, we can see the hand of God turn the tide in the United States of America, and we can be blessed. We can be blessed instead of uh, seeing all these disasters and this pandemic and just so many things taking place. So I'm going to invite you today to read the book of Jonah, the whole book of Jonah, leading up to uh, the, the Day of Atonement. We're in trumpets right now as this is being released And leading up to the Day of Atonement, consecrate yourself, set yourself aside for the Lord, and repent as uh, as you feel led to do. Uh, Get a hold of representatives, congressmen, congresswomen, get a hold of officials, and tell them, listen, this is the only way, I believe, I truly believe down in my heart, this is the only way we will see anything turn around, is to repent uh, and, and ask God to forgive us. So... I'm encouraging you to do that. Repent yourself, but also get a hold of people that are in authority and let them know that we need to do the same 
as a whole, as a collective. I'm going to pray right now the sinner's prayer. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to know him because if Jesus comes back today, you will not go to heaven unless you know the Lord Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So pray this prayer with me if you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ and invite him into your life. Just say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross and rose again. I ask you to wash me in the blood he shed on the cross. Forgive me of every sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, I believe if you prayed that prayer, you are going to heaven. I would love to hear from you. Get a hold of me on my social media. Let me know that you prayed that prayer with me today, and I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to encourage you. Also, I want to pray a prayer over all of us that we are a repentant prayer. And uh, if you'll pray this prayer along with me, just agree with me wherever you are. If you're in your car, if you're in your house, if you're whatever you're doing, just pray this prayer along with me. And uh, let's agree together that we repent of the sins of our, our own sins of this nation as a collective. And let's repent together as we are in this season of trumpets, tabernacles, and the day of atonement. Let's pray together. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we repent of our sins personally. We repent of our sins collectively. God, we repent of the sins of the United States of America. God, we turn from our ways. Your word tells us in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen that if your people who are called by your name will humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, you'll hear from heaven and you'll forgive our sins and you will heal our land. And God, we're asking for that right now. We turn from the sins of the church. We turn from the sins of our personal lives. God, we ask for forgiveness. God, not only do we just ask for forgiveness, but we leave those sins behind in the past. We make a determination to not commit sins willfully in our lives. And God, we ask right now for divine strength, for divine boldness, for deliverance from these sins. God, we repent of the sins of abortion. We repent of the sins of legislating abominations, putting our stamp of approval on an, on sins, God, that you have called abominations in your word as a country. God, we've legislated them and said that it's okay, even though your word says it's not. So God, we ask for forgiveness. We ask for freedom, God. We ask for your blood to cover this nation once again. God, we ask for revival that will turn churches and turn the hearts of Christians back to you so that we can lead people to Jesus. God, we ask for it all right now. God, we ask as these 10 days of awe as this feast of trumpets and the day of atonement and tabernacles continue on God that you would draw us closer to you than ever before that your spirit would come and would kiss the earth kiss your your children God that we would feel your presence Lord as this feast of tabernacle season progresses God right now I thank you for every listener I pray that you would show up in their lives in a mighty way reveal your presence and your power in a way like never before it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening today. God bless you. I am praying for you as the Feast of Trumpets and Day of Atonement and Tabernacles continues to take place this year. 
thank you so much for listening today. Get into contact with me if you'd like to, and tune in next week for another podcast. God bless you, and I'll talk to you real soon. Have a great day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you, and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.